Hi, it's Sean with T-Shirt Vocals, and I have a title for this one. The Dumb Jock and the Shaolin Master. <laughs> I hope I can spell Shaolin when I go to putting this on the podcast title. So what do they have to do with each other, and what does this have to do with your voice and even your life? Because anything applied to a specific skill applies to your life. That's why it's always good to learn a skill. I used to know an old guy. He was like a doctor and he used to say things that were wise pretty frequently. (laughs) Um, One of the things he said, though, is always learn a skill. And the reason is that development is development. The habits of one development apply to all development. I've noticed that you sometimes would think the opposite would be the case when, uh, when you would look at students in a classroom and think, well, the smart kids and the band kids might be different and the smart kids may not be good at music or they might be good at, they may not be good at p- piano or singing or whatever, but the smart kids have learned discipline. So when you teach them singing, they have a discipline of practicing. When you teach them piano, they have a discipline of practicing, so they get better. Creative types tend to be hit or miss. They do it and they have fun and they love it and then they stop. And they do it and they have fun and love it and they stop. They have potential to be much further along, but they don't have the discipline. And that's why when I taught school for a long time, I noticed that in our talented music classes, pull-out programs and stuff like this, that frequently it was some of the A and B students or even mostly A students Occasionally, you have someone who just was tuned out to school and was fixated on the one thing, and that's true, that does happen. And that person had a discipline for the one thing, but not a discipline for school. And that's that's definitely true. So, our conversation today is partly about discipline and partly about being dumb. (laughs) And I'm going to say why. There's a reason. Okay. Let's do the discipline thing because you're going to think I'm crazy if I start out with the dumb thing. So we're going to start with discipline. Discipline, of course, everybody knows what this is. It's every day doing the same thing, doing the thing that you're supposed to do. It's building a fence, one fence. uh, It's not really a post, is it? What are the things? Like the slats or one slat at a time? What the heck are the things that go up and down? (laughs) I should have known this before I started talking about this. Well, anyway, it's like building a ladder one rung at a time. There we go. It's like building a, um, a wall one brick at a time. I know that's so cheesy. I can't stand analogies that sound like they're from an, uh, like an ad or something. Building, we're building bricks one brick at a time. We're building walls one brick at a time. But that's what's happening. And every day you do the one thing. You're adding a brick to your wall. You can build a, a few in a day, but usually... You can't. I have found that people that do five bricks and then stop and two bricks and then stop, they don't succeed. It is like the tortoise and the hare. There's a reason that story is thousands of years old and it's still valid today. It's not that the tortoise is good. It's good to be slow, but it's good to be steady and continuous Instead of just jumping around like an idiot and then stopping and resting and running around and stopping and resting and being boastful and all the attributes that the rabbit has 
are the same attributes that the people have who do things inconsistently. They kind of look down at disciplined people, but it's always the disciplined people that are succeeding in the world. Every now and then, you have a creative person who has a disciplined manager, and that is a unique situation. That disciplined manager kind of imposes discipline upon their actor or singer or whatever and forces them to go to lessons and stuff like this. Sometimes trainers can do the same thing. Much better is internal discipline. And I have to agree with uh, Jocko Willink is one of the biggest proponents of this. If you want to read all of his books, Discipline is the Way. Uh, discipline, no, it's not Discipline is the Way. That's uh, that other guy. Um, it's uh, Discipline Equals Freedom. Good book. Very fun to have on your on your uh, like uh, coffee table, you can just have it out, and it's 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 good to have a print book of that of that one. I would highly recommend getting the print book of of that one. Just read a a passage, and understand what it means, because you're dealing with a person who was a Navy SEAL, a, a leader, and understands multiple facets of discipline. Sometimes we don't like to hear about hard work, but it's the way things are done. Yes, there is the opposite approach approach when you look at the secret, but the two go hand in hand because you start doing something, you also become that thing. And so every day you get to become a singer by practicing every day, a public speaker by speaking every day, an actor by acting every day. So it is a discipline and a vision at the same time because you have the vision in your head that keeps you going, but you can't just sit around and envision, even in the secret. And that's Rhonda Byrne. I'm, I'm talking about the secret. and all. She has three books or four now. I don't know how many. And there's a movie and everything. And the, the secret concept always has something else that everybody ignores inspired action. I can just hear it. I have the audio books on this just to, I keep a lot of audio books on so many different subjects. So I have the, I can just hear her saying inspired action. Oh God, that was like the worst Australian impersonation I've ever done. Anyway, I can hear it in my head because it's something that stood out to me because I noticed that many people who follow the secret or manifestation or, uh, what is it called? Um, law of attraction they uh they forget that inspired action part you you may not have to work like a dog you know you don't have to envision i'm gonna work like a dog to achieve this because if you do envision it that way that's exactly what's gonna happen that's okay though because sometimes you get a lot of benefits by working hard towards something but if you envision a steady easy approach that's okay that's actually the best approach Steady and easy, no resistance, because you're doing it every day. A tree doesn't become a tree by going, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bust ass, I'm going to beat up on all these grass blades, and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to shine, I'm going to open up to the sun, and then I'm going to fight my way up. It might have to fight sometimes when there's other trees around and competition and animals and stuff like this. It has to protect itself. It does. But generally... It's progressing cell at a time, one cell at a time, and growing and stabilizing and stabilizing and growing and stabilizing and growing and stabilizing. It doesn't grow like a mushroom. Mushrooms grow up very fast, and you can knock them over very easily. A wind will knock them down. 
but a tree grows by stabilizing and then growing and growing and then stabilizing. Discipline is that. It doesn't have to be hard. In certain environments, it's harder. But the work shouldn't even seem hard if you do it correctly and if you're doing the thing that you love to do. You don't have to love it. You at least have to like it. Uh, Love is a passion that is temporary. And you can't always be inspired by love. You can't always be motivated by love. But discipline is every day. So what does the Shaolin master have to do with all this? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a fan of Kung Fu in particular. Now, the Shaolin Master is something specific, but uh, when I used to watch, I literally watched Kung Fu Theater every Saturday, and I think Godzilla was like right after. I don't remember, but as a kid, I used to love Kung Fu Theater every Saturday. I, don't, I think I woke up just for it. I was the only one up at the time. It might have been a really early morning thing. But what I loved is the form and the way they could do things and even the process like it would show like someone training and developing until they got all these skills because skills have to be mastered one at a time and you always think of discipline when you think of karate if you have children or if you know or if you yourself have done a karate program you know that one of the benefits of karate programs is that they 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 sell this the big selling point is to develop discipline in the children that's what they try to do and you think of that image of that shaolin master he's a he's the monk he can he can his perfect form his balance he's balanced he doesn't get off balance he's always he's always thinking of the next move and 10 moves ahead so physically mentally spiritually he's all connected into one and he got that way by discipline every day and that's that's why I put that in our in our little title is because we want to be like that guy. We want to be like the guy that has it all together because that person builds every single day and that wall cannot be broken. Just like Jocko Willink build everything every single day, could go on missions saving all of us, you know, protecting our lives just like all of those guys do. Uh, and it was done by discipline. And to me, I respect them by having discipline in my own life. Who am I to just sit around like a fat cow when those guys are busting their butts to save us? Doesn't that sound terrible for us to do that? For us to be lazy even for a day when they're out there busting their lives, busting their themselves and, and exposing and risking their lives just for us? Whatever you need to do to get motivated, whatever you need to find your why, find it. There's multiple layers of why. It could be the goal, the excitement of the goal, uh, a beautiful friend, uh, a uh, someone that you are connected to. It could be the, the, the idea of what I just said is that there is someone else out there that's doing something for you and you want to respect them. It could be a parent that gave you money to buy a piano and you want to practice. It could be it could be so many things. It could be competition sometimes like, to, a, to a degree. I think too much competition is a negative, but a little bit, a little bit of a little bit of edge, I think is okay. So that's the discipline side. By the way, just a little side note. 
I know, I've known, as a voice teacher, I've known several parents who are very supportive of their children doing voice. Obviously, because if they gave, paid for lessons for their child, it meant that their child showed an interest in singing, and they said, here, I'll get you lessons so you'll do it the right way, so to speak. Because parents all have a sense that there must be a discipline to develop a skill. So they pay for lessons. <clears throat> and what I found is sometimes the, the student appro- appreciates it, appreciates their parents for doing that to them, for them. And they do very well. They, they practice. They do their thing. And some do not appreciate what their parents have done and they kind of halfway do it. Even if they're interested. I'm not talking about the people forced to go. That's different. That's a totally different thing. But the ones that want to go don't appreciate the value of the lessons and they think they can just do their own thing somewhere. And they never, ever, ever make it. I've never known one. Not even one. I never, when I say make it, I don't even say make it anywhere where people even hear them at all. I mean, even a local success is is something. So, and it, sometimes it's the end that people want. They they want lo- just local su- success. They're fine, but people haven't even achieved that when they don't appreciate what they have. So, discipline. How do you do discipline? Like, what's some tricks to discipline? Because I think it's important to know. I have a really weird one. You ready for this one? Okay. Pick one stupid, weird thing that has no value. (laughs) It can have some value if you want to, but it literally can have no value. But the point is that you have to do that thing every day or start all over again from the beginning. Here's an example. Let's say you have to put a penny in a jar every day. And to make it worse, you might have to write down something about the penny or write down a saying or say something before you put it in there, whatever we want to do. But that habit has to be every day. So you put your penny in, put it in the next day, the next day, the next day. And then, oh, you skipped gay. Oh, well, we start over. You had 20 pennies in there, empty that back out, start over. How long can you put the pennies in the jar every single day? I tell people about 15 minutes practice a day. That's all you need. And they're like, wow, that's impossible. It's like, yeah, that's all you need. How much did you practice yesterday? Oh, I didn't practice yesterday, but I practiced two hours on Friday. Oh, yeah? That's cool because, you know, this this fence that we're building, every time you put a brick in, it builds the fence. When you stop building, there's something that starts eating your fence, eating the bricks away. So you have to build every day. So pick a practice like putting pennies in a jar, putting pennies in a piggy bank. It could be literally a piggy bank or any kind of bank. As a kid, I had a um, like a Mickey Mouse bank. <laughs> I think I had one where you put the penny and it goes around and around. That was cool. But think about what the discipline is involved in putting a penny in a jar every day. You have to get pennies, which we kind of toss pennies around. So you have to get change. If you run out of pennies, you have to know, oh, I'm low on pennies. I got to go get some. You have to have them there. You have to remember to do it. Oh, I forgot to do the penny thing today. You can't rem- You can't forget. You got to have reminders in your phone. You got to have reminders somewhere. Now the next level, let's say you do that for a month. I would suggest doing it, just put a penny any time of day. But then the next time you do it, you have to do a penny at a certain time of day. 
or after a certain t- event. Every time I wake up, I'll put a penny in the jar. Every time I get home from work, I'll put a penny in the jar. And you're developing discipline because you're doing something every day. If you can't practice every single day, put a penny in a jar every single day. In one month, you will be practicing every single day, 15 minutes at a time. It happens. Next, let's talk about the dumb jock. This one will be shorter. The dumb jock. You think of the dumb jock. Hey, what? I don't know what you're talking about. But he's really good in sports. Why is he good in sports? But dumb at everything else. The reason why I put the dumb jock with the Shaolin monk is because he seems to be undisciplined because he gets bad grades in school. He's not like what I said, where I said these pull-out programs of music had a lot of A students and, and higher achievers because they had discipline. How does the dumb jock fall into play? How does he get to do anything? He seems undisciplined, right? He has something. There's something he has... <clears throat> that other people don't have. It's the opposite of discipline, but it requires a coach. And if you think of the dumb jock, he literally has a coach. They go to practice every day. Even if he does literally nothing outside of practice, if he's just doing what they tell him to do and going with the flow, he's improving. And he's it is the equivalent of discipline, but it's external discipline. So the dumb jock is going along with the flow of practice. But he's also doing something else. He's connecting with his own body. He is he he doesn't know much about other things, but he knows what his body feels like and what it does. He knows when you run over here and you move like this and you do this and he knows what the sensation feels like. He knows what the fluidity of the motion is. If the coach is more detailed and he tells them things like loosen your arm, give yourself power, give yourself a torque here and stuff like this. He can follow that because he's being dumb and not micromanaging his body. He's letting his body do its own thing. So he, um, I'm sorry, my cats were like uh, scratching at my door. So I didn't think it was ghosts or anything. I just didn't know if it was someone. Um, so he, he, he doesn't micromanage his body. He goes with the flow. He shows up every single day to practice. Part of this is the going with the flow and showing up. And part of this is being aware of the body because no matter what discipline you do, body awareness is critical. I don't care if it's math. I don't care if it's acting, performing, uh, ballet, wrestling, sports, uh, piano, anything that you do in the world, writing, it still has an element of your body and your mind. Writing might have an element of your uh, physical energy, so you have to be aware of that and know your best times for creativity, when you should outline, when you should write. When you should be for creative. Same thing with the body. You know what it feels like to do different things. But you don't micromanage those things. You don't tell your body, okay, it's time to... When I say open the chest, you don't lift your chest and get everything tense. When I say loosen the back of the tongue, you just you just do that. You don't try to think, how do I loosen the tongue? And I had so many students, I would say, okay, 
place your, give yourself an ah space. Think of the letter ah in the back of your throat. What does that mean? How do I do that? Like what exact shape do you want me to have? No, stop asking me those questions. Think ah and go. And if you think ah and go, your body will figure it out. Because your cerebellum and your brainstem are very adept at controlling your body when you get out of the way. These are primitive brain functions. Just like the dumb jock, he gets out of the way. He's like, oh, I got to run there? Okay. I don't need to move my legs a certain way and my arms a certain way. I go with the flow. Let my body do it with awareness. Do it with awareness. And a good coach has repetitive motion that develops reflexes and stuff like this. I remember when I played football, we had to do these drills over and over and over. Sometimes then you would do the drill where you'd break through two people. Okay, the two people drill. And so when when it happened in real in the real game, you could break through the two people because you've been through the drill so many times. It was like second nature. That's how you develop physical skills. You do them over and over. You go with the flow. You let the body flow. You let the body be aware of itself. That works. That works for all physical skills. Singing, anything. So, how are these connected? How is the Shaolin monk and the dumb jock connected? The dumb jock, you need to be part dumb jock and part Shaolin monk. But the dumb, in fact... For singing and public speaking and developing the voice, you have to have both. You can't just be the dumb jock because then you would have to have voice lessons seven days a week and you'd have to have a separate music lesson seven days a week. So if you want to pay you know, thousands of dollars every month to get all that done, maybe a few hundred a month to get all that done, go for it if you just want to be a dumb jock. But you still have to be the disciplined monk when it comes to your career as an actor, a singer, or a public speaker. So, most likely, that external motivation is impossible for almost everyone. Excuse me. Uh, So, the dumb jock, the point of that is to go with the flow. When your teacher gives you a direction, you go with it. You don't question it. You don't overanalyze it. You don't micromanage it. It also means relaxing the body and letting it do what it should do. It also means going with the flow of, of development, of personal development. Discipline is showing up every day, doing your practice every single day, being focused and intent. But the dumb jock keeps you just relaxed enough to where that focus doesn't make you stressed. Because if you're too focused like a Shaolin monk when it comes to singing, you're going to tense your muscles. You're going to get in the way of yourself. But if you have just enough of that dumb jock to loosen you up, everything's going to be connected. Everything's going to flow. It's going to feel amazing. Sense and feel. You can't be too disciplined when it comes to the actual voice. But you can be disciplined when it comes to showing up to practice every single day 15 minutes a day then practice your music every single day 365 days a year that's how you develop your voice that is how so the dumb jocks point is to be there go with the flow relax release have fun the the monks point of view is to focus you have to have both You don't hear too much about those monks singing. Yeah, they do the throat singing, and that requires focus. But it's a positional thing, and it doesn't sound beautiful to most ears, except when they do it all together. 
but uh, they, they, singing is developed in a very different way. It's still a discipline, but it's got a looseness to it. It's got a relaxation to it. Acting is the same way because there's an organic spontaneity to it that's not the same when you're doing something very regimented and military-like. So we have to have a little bit of both. I hope I made my point. I know I kind of meandered on this one because I have a lot to say about it and there's a lot of ramifications of each, but they do relate in a very strange and subtle way. In some aspects, it's related to the practice and the discipline of practicing every day. In some aspects, it's how you approach your, your voice when you practice. It's part discipline, part relaxation. However, don't forget the trick I gave you. If you don't show up to practice every day, try the trick of putting the penny in the jar every single day. If you don't like that one, put a rubber band on a rubber band ball and make a big rubber band ball every single month if you want to. Or do it the whole year, I don't care. Or stack marshmallows. I really don't care what you do. Have fun with it and do something silly. But do something every single day that you can say, I'm disciplined. Oh, it's just not something on your phone. Like, I will click a check mark on my phone every day. I don't, that's okay. But it, I think it should be a little more physical than that. And you can remind yourself on your phone. You can put a tally mark or something on your phone, but it's after you've done it. All right, so those are my two things. And then that third little bonus on how to how to achieve discipline. Hope you enjoyed it. Sorry for my voice today, but I've um I was being very quiet because I have people sleeping and stuff like this. All right. Until next time. Happy singing. Be a disciplined Shaolin monk and be a dumb jock having fun. The end. <laughs>